Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan tells me what Republicans will focus on if they win back the House. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Jordan also slams the aggressively political actions of the Justice Department and FBI. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. Whew. You know what? I'm I want him to keep talking like that. Go with that message. That's a good message to go with. Do that. Do that. Yeah. No, no, no. That was legit over the weekend. Yeah, that was over the weekend. So welcome to the program. It's election eve. It is your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you. We're going to get you set up so you know what's... I sent you out something yesterday. I try not to send anything on Sunday because I'm like, it's the day for the Lord. But it was, you know, I think the Lord's going to forgive me because it was... There was a lot of stuff that was happening and there were three things that I needed you to know before we started the week. So that's why I sent that out yesterday. I always try to not send stuff out Sunday because I legit will get hate. People will be like, you're supposed to not be worth... So, but I did because I thought it was important. And there were three huge things in there which we're going to hit. But first, greetings and salutations. Happy Monday across the country. And for those who are watching the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show on YouTube, Facebook, or the first, hello, happy Monday to you. So let's just go ahead and hold hands and skip and sing through this great American political hellscape, shall we? So, yeah, Kane's so excited. I know he gets, he loves skipping through hellscapes. So this was. That, so what we just said, or what we just played, of Biden saying, wasn't from the past. No, it, it, it's actually literally two days before he said this yesterday at a rally. He's done a couple of rallies, and he legit said that yesterday. So he did admit what we all knew. Kane, what are you thinking right now? Because he's doing the prayer thing with his hands, and I he's just... That. I do that to hold, you know, oh, sitting my, over there like a vaudeville villain. Hold it over my mouth so I just don't, mm. you know, blurt stuff out. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, he's been since he started his campaign. He's been on a war against oil, coal, gas this whole time. Tried to convince us that it was Putin's 
problem. Just a few days before the weekend, mm-hmm. he was talking about he's going to be shutting down coal plants. I mean, that's, I'm, I'm for him being honest like this. Go ahead and I want him to continue saying these things. <laughs> the White House keeps walking it back as though he didn't say it. Yeah, they're like, wait, he didn't say those things. The words that you heard that came out of his mouth that you heard with your ears and saw with your eyes him with his mouth saying he didn't say that like that you guys are twisting it no i mean we heard it pretty loud and clear i mean do we want to play it again real quick it's real short i mean we heard it loud and clear guys this is just yet literally yesterday go ahead go ahead no more drilling sounds like it's him there is no more drilling yeah that's that's i haven't formed any new new drilling so that is him great great message right before midterm elections when gas prices are high when OPEC turned him down and he has to go hat in hand to Chavez or sorry Maduro in Venezuela he has to go down there hat in hand beg empower that tyrant but hey you know what two days just go ahead and keep talking about how you're not going to be drilling anymore it is so great he was he really went off uh and as Kane noted the White House immediately Oh no, there he's he's just his words they're being twisted and he's it's just it's not it's his words are being twisted. That's that's what KJP was saying. Yeah, KJP. Uh because he was actually and he was saying too shutting all the the plants down all across America. He said this is in California, we're going to shut down these plants across America having wind and solar. And she she he was talking about coal plants. Yeah, play this, play this cuz this was this was what he said. So when he said no more drilling, that was Sunday, this this was on Friday when he was in California. Listen. So it's going to become a wind generation. And all they're doing is they're going to save them a hell of a lot of money and using the same transmission line that transmitted the coal-fired electric on. We're going to be shutting these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. Oh. This is him saying? This is him? That is what we would call, that audio was money. That's money audio. That's what, you know what, just just cut it and run it and just slap an RNC logo on it. That's money. That is, thank you for doing the ad. That's that's really great. That's, uh, that's a great ad. He says this Friday, so KJP's out there. She released a statement. And this is what she said. She, it was a, she said it, or, or she released it. It was a written statement, so it's not, we don't have audio, but let me read it for you. It's just real quick. Uh, KJP immediately out there spinning the I hate coal from the president saying, quote, the president's remarks yesterday have been twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended. And he regrets if anyone hearing these remarks took offense. Because the what he said was now let's just look at the words bit by bit. Quote, we're gonna be shutting these plants down I'm out of fingers all across America and having wind and solar in yep. quote well his words are being twisted to suggest a meaning that was not intended that sounds like he was he was literally talking about coal plants oh well, yeah because the whole speech when you listen to Every, I mean, he's talking about coal plants all up until, and then he says, we're going to be shutting these plants down because he's talking about coal plants specifically. I mean, it's the whole audio is up. The whole speech is up. And so she says, America is once again in the midst of an energy transition. This isn't a transition. This is, yeah, this is a, a transition implies that there's a, there's a, as Kane said, there's a choice there. 
A transition implies that it's voluntary. A transition implies that people get to go, hmm, what is better for me? Hmm, do I want this source of energy or do I want this source of energy? Maybe I want a bit of both. I don't know. Maybe I'll choose. But they, that's not what this is. That's not what this is. That is, that is being disallowed. So this isn't a transition. This is government force that they're talking about. And so further, this was because Manchin blasted him. But you know what? Manchin deserves it because Manchin sold out voters. He thought he was going to, and and we all know that he didn't actually really believe that they were going to follow through with their permitting promises. Come on. Right? We all know this. We know that they weren't, Democrats weren't going to be following through with us. But he blasted him saying, blah, 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 higher prices, blah, 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 blah. You should have thought about that. Uh, so that's that's a great message to have. I'm going to shut down your coal plants and no more drilling. Literally days before midterms. Biden, this is why they don't have him go out there and campaign. The hell else is he? And I'm going to club baby seals. We're going to go kick all the puppies. Like, what else can he say here at this point? This is so bad. So bad. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's how Democrats weekend started. He said it, not us. Now further, on the heels of this, the EPA has their new methane rules out that's going to force small oil and gas drillers totally out of business. Oh, this is just great. Yeah, they're finalizing, according to Daily Caller, their rules to crack down on oil and gas drillers' methane emissions. That's going to raise costs for smaller producers. We're going to talk about this a little bit more, but oh, this is great. I look, this comes out right on the heels of Biden saying this. Oh, this is just wonderful. Great midterm message. Do you guys love high gas prices? Well, you get to pay even higher prices. Your gas just got super bouge. Yay, go and pay for more expensive gas. It's going to be triple what it was. And we're not even talking about what's coming this December. I mean, we've talked about it on the program, but, you know, so Democrats are freaking out. They're trying to deal with with what's coming tomorrow because it's they're going to have some major losses tomorrow and they're trying to mitigate that. They're already trying to spin it as well. And I noticed yesterday when I uh, sent out the three things to know before Election Eve. So over the weekend and this was after President McUnity's speech, keep in mind, There was a suspicious white powder sent in envelopes to Carrie Lake's campaign office that was being investigated. Her office was shut down. A campaign spokesman said it was one of two envelopes that were confiscated by law enforcement and sent to professionals at Quantico for examination. And the Lake campaign released a statement acknowledging that a member of their staff opened an envelope directed to their campaign office that contained a suspicious white powder. It was one of two that law enforcement confiscated. And they said that just two days before Election Day, our campaign headquarters remained shut down. Uh, they also said that they because they had the whole whole slew of FBI uh, first responders, bomb squad, everybody has met that had to respond to this. Then then over the weekend, because in New York, New York is wild. In New York, you have Kathy Hochul, who was running against Lee Zeldin. Kathy Hochul had the gubernatorial mansion handed to her on a silver platter. She had every advantage that was handed to her because Andrew Cuomo, as you remember, left in a storm of scandal. Not only was he accused of killing all the elderly people by forcing that nursing home order, but then he was also accused of sexual harassment, and it was that that ultimately got him kicked out of the uh, governor's office. So he left in a disgrace Kathy Hochul came in she was celebrated she was the first female to hold the position and Democrats were celebrating her and then now she's actually in a, the political fight of her life against Lee Zeldin which is it's New York this is crazy and so over the weekend 
a Hochul supporter, a dude, tried to choke out a Zeldin supporter in New York. And the Zeldin supporter, because I know this is super important for progressives, um, I think, wasn't she a black lesbian? Or uh, she was there, it was an LGBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She It was an LGBT rally. And I read one, uh, I read one thing where it said that she was. But anyway, she was a black female. So a white Hochul supporter tries to choke out a black female Zeldin supporter. Interesting. Hmm. Now, what's more, Kathy Hochul is... Now, just remember what I just got done telling you about the Andrew Cuomo stuff, right? Kane, remind, me, remind us again, it was in addition to the elderly, the nursing home thing. What was the big thing that got him kicked out of the governor's mansion? Uh, geez. I'm the grabbing of the I boobs and butts. A, oh, yeah, he I was, was in say, sexual harassment. On the territory. list of all the things that I really that cared about, that mm-hmm. was at the bottom. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he was like a total part. That's that's the thing that got him kicked out. So Kathy Hochul, who, as I mentioned, is in a political brawl with Lee Zeldin, and she had all this handed to her on a silver platter. She decides, Kane and radio audience, that the best thing for her to do, the best person to bring forward to stump for her is none other than well, it's Bill Clinton. So Bill Clinton, audio soundbite 19, decides to go and make fun of voters with Kathy Hochul about their concerns regarding the me- meteoric r- increase in crime. Listen. Lisa, she makes it, he makes it sound like Kathy Hochul gets up every morning, goes to the nearest subway stop, and hands out billy clubs and baseball bats. Everybody gets on the subway. Doesn't he? Oh, because crime is so funny. (laughs) How funny is crime? Oh my gosh, it's so funny. Also, has anyone ever accused Hochul of going to the subway stop and handing out billy clubs? This is another straw man BS argument that the left yeah. likes to put out there. Of course they do. I have so much for you guys today, so let me just run down. We, the media media is setting the stage. Politico and uh, a number of other outlets, they are amongst the first to put out the spin uh, about how the election is going to be rife with allegations of voting machine hacks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We're going to get into all of that. We're also going to give you the latest with tech because you have a bunch of advertisers that are saying that they're leaving that platform and then now their terms of service are actually being enforced and people are mad at Elon Musk. This actually matters in terms of controlling the narrative ahead of an election. So we're going to get into that. We also have, I'm not going to talk about the GOP strategy for 2024 until after tomorrow. But something dumb did happen over the weekend and we do have to quickly address it. So we're going to get into that. We have the latest with economy. So much more. And Adam Laxalt out in Nevada will join us later on in the program. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast. 
and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So the FBI sent out notices about the NIC system scrutinizing young adult purchasers of firearms. This is something actually that John Petrolino over at uh, Bearing Arms had noted. He said that recently an FFL had contacted uh, a mutual fr- a friend of his about a bulletin from the ATF. And they said, it looks like there's, oh, there's a message from the NICS system that all FFLs need to be made aware of. And it's from that Bipartisan Safer Communities Act coming into effect. And so it's, they said, transactions on persons between the ages of 18 to 20 are going to be initially delayed. And the address of the individual is going to be collected so that they can uh, contact appropriate local and state entities. It's the quote unquote enhanced process. Yeah. Well, remember, a right delayed is a right denied. The end. Uh, Moving on. Now they say that permanent daylight savings time could hurt our health, according to experts. I don't understand the daylight savings time thing. I mean, I understand it back from like olden times, but it just makes everything miserable and it's dark earlier and it's awful and I hate it. Why do we do it? But now, apparently, because we have the Sunshine Protection Act, they so we passed that. So they, they said that uh, that uh, the Senate passed it. The House hasn't done anything with it. They would make daylight savings time permanent, but they said that it could actually hurt our health if you you're moving your clocks backwards and forwards and all of that stuff. I just uh, I just think it needs to stop. Stop. Uh, also, Stouffer's woohoo! This I know this is from Food and Wine. They said that Stouffer's created a Bloody Mary mix that tastes like lasagna, and I think that's nasty. Can I just just can I just offer just that without getting into it further? It is yeah. A driver was seriously injured after being run over three times by their own car. If you asked, if you like immediately guess, not just, you know, because of anything else, just because of statistics that it was. Yeah, that it was a woman. Yeah, it was. She was 45 years old, ran over herself three damn times by her own car, her own car. She ran herself over three times. She parked on a slope, apparently, or tried to stick with us. We got a lot more in store, folks. Minutes away rights, immigration, foreign policy, and marriage. Folks, these subjects are a big part of political dialogue today, and we talk about them often on my show. They're at the heart of so many campaigns this election. But what did our founding fathers say about these issues? We've moved so far from the founders' understanding of government that you'll be surprised by their answers. Right now, my favorite college, Hillsdale College, has the best way to learn about the founders' deep and wise insights into human nature. Join Hillsdale professors Thomas West and David Azarad as they explore the thoughts and ideas of America's founders in Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Real American Founding, A Conversation. So what are you waiting for? The midterm elections are right around the corner, and you need to understand the founders' thoughts about the pressing issues of their and our time. Visit DanaForHillsdale.com to watch the trailer video of The Real American Founding, A Conversation, and sign up for this new completely free online course. That's DanaForHillsdale.com. DanaForHillsdale.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I love those signs when I came in. Socialism. (laughs) Give me a break. What idiots. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Wait a minute. So first off, guys, welcome back. Your lovable curmudgeon. I'm going to stop with the I'm not I feel like I'm too. 
not joyful, maybe happy today. It's really harshing my goth spirit. So we're going to bring it back down. Maybe I'll play some like new wave here or something coming up. So first off, welcome back to the program. Secondly, I don't know. What is this guy thinking? Just, I want him to keep doing it just because it helps me and what I want for my ideology and everything I want to see accomplished. I'm sure you do too for the elections tomorrow. But I'm just trying to envision the goal of going out days before a midterm first and telling everyone, yeah, I'm going to shut down your coal plants. Yeah, we're not going to do any more drilling. By the way, y'all are idiots. Who, who is, now here's a theory. You want to just bear with me for a minute. I think they're letting him do it. I think they're letting him deconstruct. Did you notice the New York Times also came out with a piece over the weekend where they were hitting him for his economic policies and then WAPO came out? Don't get excited about this. You did not just find a situational ally within mainstream media. There is a purpose behind what they're doing. They want to run him out, and it's already started. They want to run him out ahead of 2024. It's already started, but I think what they're going to do is they're going to float him being in there for as long as possible. And so that they can try to bait Republicans into, they think that, I I think that what they would, if I was a Democrat, what I would do was try to bait a Newsom-Trump 2024 battle. That's what I would try to do. Because then you could spin it like it's uh, Obama-McCain, or you could spin it, you know, to be where it looks like it's an older guy running against a younger guy. Hmm. That's what if I were Democrats, that's what I would try to do. But don't think that we have these situational allies in mainstream media because they are running these pieces. I think it's all they're assisting. I think it's all just I think it's all by design. I think they're assisting him into uh, self uh, deconstruct. That's I mean, that's I don't know how else to put it now. uh, A couple of other things, because we've got a lot of midterm stuff to get into. And. I think, should I, should I wait and save it for second hour or touch on it now? Let's touch on it now. So this is the comment. There were, there were two different sets of remarks that Trump gave over the weekend. And one, he was in Pennsylvania. And this was him stumping for Oz. And as you know, Oz and Fetterman, it's a neck and neck race. I don't believe the last poll that was released that had Oz plus seven. I would love to be proven wrong. And I don't really think these pollsters have any. I really honestly don't think anybody kind of has any idea. But I do think certain parts of the country, you can be so generationally Democrat. And I say this as someone who came from a generationally Democrat family, that it's, it's difficult to envision. You have to really get to a breaking point. And I think we're measuring all the wrong things. Are people at that breaking point where they would where they would actually, like they did in 2016, leave their legacy voting behind and switch it up? Now, we're starting to see this in New York. So maybe, maybe that one poll was right. It's really a guessing game until we get ahead of, I mean, it honestly is. You're going to have all these people that get on television and they're going to sit here and act like nobody knows, guys. I'm just telling you now, they don't know. This is the best guesstimate they can give you, okay? But it is, it's, it's, it's tight in Pennsylvania. So anyway, Trump is in Pennsylvania. And this is the, there were two sets of remarks that he gave. 
And I'm going to lay both of them out. And then we're going to have a quick discussion. And then we're going to move on. Because I'm not getting into any of the inter-party fighting until after tomorrow. But this was over the weekend. And he took a little swipe there. Uh, at a guy down in Florida. Listen. Trump at 71. Ron DeSanctimonious at 10%. Mike Pence at 7. Oh, Mike's doing better than I thought. Hmm. Ron DeSanctimonious. I don't know if that's... nor I like Trump's nicknames normally, but I don't think that works. There, I don't know that DeSantis has been sanctimonious about anything except refusing to shut anything down in Florida. Hmm. So... Then he said this. This was later on at a separate rally. This was yesterday. He actually, well, I don't know if we have this one, but he actually went out and he was saying, yes, go and vote for Ron DeSantis. So he said, go and vote for Ron DeSantis Sunday. He said the desanctimonious on Saturday. Of course, the media is going to cover the first one because the media has been trying to bait Trump into a fight with Ron DeSantis and trying to bait other conservatives or Republicans for so long. They desperately need this. I wrote about this in the newsletter that I sent out to you. I have said this for months. They want them to fight so that their blows do the Democrats' job for them. So this was Trump's remark on Sunday where he said, vote for DeSantis. Now listen. American patriots, incredible people, just two days from now, the people of Florida are going to reelect the wonderful, the great friend of mine, Marco Rubio, to the United States Senate. And you're going to reelect Ron DeSantis as your governor of your state. He didn't have like the nice words there before. And you're going <laughs> to elect kind of interesting. Okay, so. I do think there's a couple of things here because he's spoken about DeSantis nicely before, but I don't understand the desanctimonious thing. I don't know. And why he would say that in Pennsylvania, where it's a hotly contested Senate race that could ultimately determine legit the entire control of the Senate, why you would do that. Like I said, the media desperately wants them to he want the, the media wants Trump and DeSantis to turn each other into ash so they can it makes it easier for like a Newsom or whoever campaign. We have major big tent party unity right now. Republican candidates are surging in the polls, even in areas that Biden took by a sizable margin back in 2020. Having a fight like this now at the same time you're doing midterms is cruising for sabotage self-sabotage that's there's no other way to put it i have always said that this election is for the republicans to lose so i have no idea but i will tell you this so so i don't think desantis has responded and i was hoping that he wouldn't because that would have been a mark against him in my opinion if he had um i think he has to be so incredibly disciplined it is not an it's a it's not an easy position for him to be in it's not, but at the same time, here's the other thing that I want you to kind of pay attention to. And I made mention of this over the weekend. This um, whole thing, because this is what the left wants you to focus on. Who do Democrats have? Can I just, for one moment, who do Democrats have? I'm asking a serious question. Newsom? Oh my gosh, the rail, the light rail system alone will tank him to say nothing of everything else. Uh, Whitmer, Big Gretch, 
Klobuchar? Mayor Poot? Because that sounds like an SNL skit, not a bench. In fact, someone reminded me on Twitter that SNL actually did a skit on this with those same people. So it's a legit skit, not an actual serious bench. That's who they have. That's all they have. It's, it's, they, and the left wants you to focus on any kind of right infighting while, because that means that you're not going to pay attention to the disaster that is awaiting in this post-mortem electoral look for Democrats. Yeah, how, what does that say about the Democrat Party, that their strongest candidate, and mainly because he comes from a super rich family and he can, like, donate a lot to himself, is Gavin Newsom. Amy Klobuchar has the same Hillary Clinton unlikability factor. So does Big Gretch. And then, of course, you got the FBI entrapment plot associated with that. They don't want to deal with that. Mayor Poot? Oh, my gosh. What? Stop it. Uh, who else you got? Nobody. That was it. I think they were priming it for a Cuomo Newsom thing. But that's now that's 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 gone. So like I said, this is election is for the GOP to use. And I also think that Trump using this nickname for DeSantis is the biggest sign given. I, he may be leaning towards a run or he may. And you can say this while I like I said, I've known Trump for over a decade. I've I don't know how many times he's been on this program. I've seen him at a million different things. I know his family, but I can't, everybody's got a currency and he wants to be liked. And I think that he also is looking at DeSantis as maybe there's some competition there. So either the, it's there's two ways to look at it. Him giving DeSantis this nickname is either the biggest sign that he's considering a run more than anything that anybody else has said, or it's he's, you know, his ego's pricked a little bit and he wants to hit out at it. But here's the thing. He's got to withstand the media's bait on this. He absolutely has to. And I know that one of the big difficulties that some people have with with Trump is that they think that he's more for his campaign and not so much the party. And I get that there's when you have someone who's ideological and not political. And by that, I mean, you have your issues that you support. And if you're political, you're looking for maneuvering for the party. When you are the party nominee, you have to do both. That's the thing, because your the party is supporting you with money and strategy and uh, people in every state, their apparatus. So you have to do both, regardless of whether you like it or not. That's just how it is set up to work, and that's what we have. But the other thing, too, is that I don't want that to be the focus over the solutions and how great Republicans can actually govern after midterms i think our own side should set our narratives and define the battles that are shaped by our ideologies not the left or its media but i will say guess which of those sound bites got the bigger response from the crowd it was the one where he said go and vote for DeSantis." that has nothing to do with people liking one over the other People want that unity right now. They want to see as many hands on deck helping write this course. That's what they want to see. The last thing that they want to see is infighting from the former president and a potential contender who's just focused on his governor's race right now. They do not want to see that. And people will get burned out. I'm, prom- I'm telling you something. If there's anything that I have known 
and I have seen proven time and time again, it does not matter how much you're loved. At some point, if you keep doing the one, if you keep doing something or you, if they're, if they're, because I think this was a misstep by Trump and I don't want to see anyone make missteps and have that overshadow lower taxes and all the other stuff that we enjoyed when he was president. But people can be fickle. They want to know, what have you done for me lately? And if they just see slap fighting in the press, they are not going to be happy with that. I don't care how much someone is loved. That is one thing that is, I think, a uniquely American thing. We love a comeback story better than anybody else. But what have you done for me lately? And if you can't show that, they turn on you. doesn't matter what side you're on. So that's something that I think, you know, people should be, they should keep in mind. Now I'm going to deep dive into this more, but not until after tomorrow. Keep the eye on the prize and don't be distracted. Now, some of the other things that we have to hit, I got a, we have this, this is something else that's incredibly important and I've only seen one headline on it. It's from NBC. It says amoxicillin is in short supply. Federal health officials are saying there's a shortage. What did we say back when all of the supply chain stuff hit the fever pitch? Because we depend so much on who for antibiotics? Who? China. And now here we are. The FDA said that the department was aware of, quote, intermittent supply interruptions. I was reading another thing where people are having problems with, what is the ADD medicine? The ADHD, the, the, yeah, they were having, pro- like, apparently that's scarce too. So, but, you know, Biden's focusing on shutting down all the coal and everything else. This, it seems like this should be a basic an- antibiotic. That should be kind of a concern. Hmm. So we have a lot still to hit. There's a lot of things to touch on today. And then we're going to get you set up with all of the latest and final polling uh, and take a look at, uh, again, some guesstimations on early and mail-in ballots. Again, these poll these pollsters don't trust anything implicitly. You got to wait and look at results and look at exit polling. And one of the best ways to do that is you can go to the Secretary of State websites for the, your, the state you're watching or your state. And they, that's one of their, literally their jobs. And you can watch things update and see raw numbers for yourself. And we'll be instructing you on how to do all of that. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at danalash.com. President Biden has made clear he is running, and I support him. Um, And what I will say about this is Donald 
Trump cannot be president again. The American people know it. You see it in his numbers. Um, and in part because he has continued to push candidates. This is election is again about democracy and it is about moving our country forward and not back to the chaos of Donald Trump. This election's about democracy. Anytime that Democrats have to actually compete, democracy's under attack because they can't withstand a, an actual fair competition. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lasher. That was, uh, what's her face? Amy Klobuchar. The lady who used to comb as a fork, right? Yeah. Remember? She like threw something at somebody and I said, yeah, she's just perennially unfriendly. Uh, but this um, push, this narrative, democracy's on, democracy's up, up for election. That's so dumb. Stop it. Um, first off, it's, it's really not, but uh, this, there's a process in our republic. I mean, we use a democratic process in our republic, but that's not itself participating in a vote and making a determination is not a trial of democracy. They're just freaking out because they actually have to compete. Second hour on the way, Adam Laxalt, the Republican candidate for Senate out of Nevada, he will join us. And we have all the latest with tech, media, spin, and more. Also, what do they think democracy is? Stay with us. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual-tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube, plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three-quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Yes. The world was here before Hitler. The world was here after Hitler. That's what we're saying. No, the world will not end. The kind of world we have, the kind of country we have, we've got to decide how do we want to exist in this world. And that's what we're talking about. This hyperbole is not a part of what we are saying here. We're talking about what kind of country we have and what kind of world we have. Well, that sounds pretty much like hyperbole. A lot like it. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our second hour this Monday. Missouri, uh, I have a, a whole headline about Missouri. Their Secretary of State just put out something uh, as well. Uh, but it's election eve and we're going to be looking at all the states, all these big, all these big battles everywhere. And a quick note too on this whole, um, that hyperbole that he was saying, that's exactly I mean that that that's that is what he was doing to James Clyburn was he that he, this idea that somehow because you have to compete democracies on the ballot is ridiculous democracy's ending it would, uh, casting a vote against higher taxation zero foreign policy uh, really no economic policy at all whatsoever expect, except spend and tax that's uh, choosing to not have that is the very uh, definition of exercising a democratic process in a republic. 
So, but they've been doing this since the beginning of the century. They don't win something. It's because someone stole it. Oh, it got stolen from them. Case in point, I had some media reaction to this or setting this up. Let me, let me, we have a lot here. Uh, This one piece was from, there was a Politico piece and then there was a, an NBC piece, and there's one Politico piece. They had tweeted this out earlier today. This is what they this is what they said. Quote, the 2020 presidential election was rife with allegations of voting machine hacks that were later debunked. Yet there are real risks that hackers could tunnel into voting equipment and other election infrastructure to try to undermine Tuesday's vote. Now, they said this happened in 2016. Then it didn't happen in 2020. But now it could happen again. It's whenever they're not going to win. That's what they say. They've been saying this since Bush v. Gore in Florida. They've said this. They said it with Hillary. They've said it for, oh, my gosh, they pick an election. This is their constant, constant refrain. And this is they're trying to just set this up. They're trying to set up some kind of expectation of illegitimacy ahead of the, res- the expected results tomorrow. Now, I will tell you this, too. Everything about the so-called red wave could be diminished if people do not go and vote. I said this last week. The only thing that would make it to where, because it's Republicans to lose. If you have a, a, a really a great turnout in Pennsylvania, Oz could pull this off. If you have an epic turnout in Georgia, you could avoid any kind of runoff and it could be walkers. But it comes down to turnout. Republicans are their own worst enemies. There are thousands of Republican voters or conservative voters that don't go out and vote. In Georgia, the special election in Georgia was lost because people didn't go out to vote. For instance, in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district in Georgia, in that special election, there was less of a turnout than there even was in 2020, which was down from 2016. These are all things to consider. You have to go out and vote. And yes, it's inconvenient for some people. I get it. People don't want to, but you have to go out. You have to go vote. If you haven't, you better be out there or you don't get to complain about any of it. You forfeit your right to complain about any of it. Now, uh, what is, what is, when they sit here, and by the way, I, I had this added in my notes. When they sit here and they, what is the threat to democracy? What is even the threat to democracy that they keep going on about? Because it's Clyburn, it was... Uh, it's Biden, it's Harris, it's Obama, it's Clinton. They all keep going on and on about this. What are, what are you talking about? What is the real threat? <sighs> Meanwhile, top Democrats have been warning that their party is extreme. It's viewed as extreme. Today and duh. Yeah, they've been very, very far off where their voters are on everything from the economy to even abortion, on crime, everything. That's why you have Clyburn and others doubling down on on this whole threat to democracy nonsense. It's silly. Now here's this, uh, I wanted to bring this up. This is the Missouri Secretary of State that this, they tweeted this out. There was an email that was sent by the DOJ to one of their election authorities. I'm going to read this email to you. Uh, it is sent, it says, the Cole County Voting Program says, I'm working with the Disability Rights Section of the Civil Rights Division of the Department of Justice on this matter. We wanted to let you know that we'll be reviewing Cole County's voting program on site on Election Day. 
There will be four Department of Justice staff, including me, working in two teams. This is Charles Thomas, Assistant United States Attorney. Uh, he says, including me working in two teams. One team would like to come by your office on Monday to today to briefly touch base. Is there a time that would be convenient for you for Election Day? We would appreciate it. You know, I'm sure the secretary of state's not busy or anything on Election Day. They said for Election Day, we'd appreciate it if you could identify it for us. The election official, we should touch base base with at each polling place. For example, would that be the election judge? And please let the election f- officials know we'll be visiting each place and we'll have questions for them, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we understand that you'll be administering the election and we'll try to minimize the time we spend on each site uh let us know if you have any thoughts that sounds like nonsense honestly that's that sounds like nonsense the secretary of state's super busy on election day that's the one job that they really have and you have the department of justice well we want to come down and can you do all of this work for us on election day like your busiest day of your career like your profession super bowl now can we do can we do this it'd be great thanks and so what missouri's sos uh, office said secretary of state They said that the DOJ could learn a lot from Missouri about nonpartisanship and how to administer accessible, secure and credible elections. But it's highly inappropriate for federal agents to violate the law by intimidating Missouri voters at the polls on Election Day. They said under Missouri law, the local election authority is empowered to decide who other than voters and poll workers may be at polling locations. They said Cole County Clerk Steve Korsmeyer has rightfully declined to allow this overreach and the Secretary of State's office fully supports him. If the DOJ desires to meet and discuss this matter, fur- matter further, they may meet at my office instead of trying to bully a hardworking county official. Good for them. That is ridiculous. And it is an absolute, and he's correct. It's a, it's a, it's an overreach. Why would they get to? Hmm. That's it's to me. That sounds like it is overreach because it is the Secretary of State that gets to determine this, and they're the ones who get to. They're they're the ones who get to determine how their elections are are operating, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just I'm very I'm going to be interested in and in seeing if there's any kind of doj response or follow-up to this but there are certain things that um i've i've seen a couple of headlines here and there so for instance this because everybody's been uh the poll workers and all that other uh, they complain about poll workers and they complain about election judges which i or the poll watchers rather i love poll watchers i am totally fine with someone as as is selected by the people who administer the elections and those are different there it's determined differently state by state but if people are by the way if they're upset about who runs the elections in their area you need to look at the party in power because the party in power is the person who that's the party that runs the elections in your area as i was saying though i love watch I, i'm totally fine with uh, poll watchers because i think that they 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 help keep everything copacetic i don't know everything's everything's nice and balanced i'm fine with it fine with it but this stuff with the DOJ trying to come in, that's, that's, no, that's unacceptable. That's, that's not acceptable at all. Now, the other, let me pull this up. Like I said earlier, pollsters, they really have no clue. They don't have any idea. And I, I think it's kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to put too much emphasis on all of that because at this point, especially, I am interested in seeing, because we don't know how, how many people have voted so far. I saw this, uh, and this is from our newest contributor, Lorraine. This is over at Washington Post. 
they're saying that even with Head Start on counting, some Maryland election results could take time. Stop it. Stop it right now. There is no excuse, no reason why we shouldn't all know what the elections are the day of, the night of. We should know. That's inexcusable. I don't buy it. Neither should you. You shouldn't buy it either. Absolutely inexcusable. Now, there, the only instance in which you may not know is if, you know, you have, like, for states like Georgia or any state that has, where if you don't get 50% of the vote, you have to go into a runoff. That's within their state constitution. But other than that, no, you should know the night of. This is silly. We're not doing this. A few other things to touch on here. This couple of things. I wanted to get into some of the tech. Elon Musk actually went out and apparently was endorsing a, well, he did, he endorsed a Republican Congress and was saying that, especially with a Democrat president, he said to independent, mind, this was uh, from this morning, to independent-minded voters, shared power curbs the worst excesses of both parties. Therefore, I recommend voting for a Republican Congress, given that the presidency, he meant to say he's a Democrat. He said hardcore Democrats or Republicans never vote for the other side. So independent voters actually get to determine who is in charge. There's some truth to that. Oh, my gosh. And everybody, Whoopi Goldberg announced that she was leaving Twitter. Why do you even have to announce anything? Stop it. Why do you even have to announce this stuff? This is silly. And here's the other thing. All of these people have started... You had Kathy Griffin, who is permanently suspended off Twitter. Twitter has a thing where you're not allowed to parody other people. And it has to be like, this isn't the real person. It's a parody. I mean, there, you, have to have, you have to actually have certain things in your bio in order for you to avoid having your account suspended. And so Kathy Griffin was suspended because she changed her name to Elon Musk and was tweeting all of this stuff. So she got suspended. A couple of other people have been suspended. And the left who formally has been calling for the government to take over Twitter and or saying that, uh, you know, a business can do it at once. A private business can do it at once. Now they're saying this is a, an attack on free speech. It's an attack on free speech. You violated the terms of service. That's, that's been that way for forever. And... Musk said, that, no, people will be permanently banned. That's not a, a, a new thing. That's been their terms of service on Twitter for quite some time. But to this, a couple of other things to mention. Yeah, Kathy Griffin was suspended. Yeah, they're, they're saying she was using her free speech. Oh, my gosh. I can't deal with these people. It's a private company. This came out, too, and I know we're running out of time real quickly. It came out that apparently they were selling off uh, blue checks. Even they were employees were selling verification for like $15,000. If you got denied through the standard application, then sometimes they would uh, they would um, come out and privately offer to verify you. Are you kidding me? Dana Lash here for Arc Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about Arc Seed Kits. You can visit Arc, A-R-K, ArcSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, Arc Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for 
across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow new nutrient and calorie dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So Chris Pratt made a political endorsement, and the love went crazy. He endorsed uh, Rick Caruso. He's a guy who, now wait a minute, the guy's a Democrat, but you got to be a Democrat basically to be L.A. mayor. But the guy, Rick Caruso, is a former Republican. He's running against Karen Bass in California. Remember, Karen Bass went down to uh, Cuba and she did that Castro Castro kids training back in the day. Remember all that? He said that he doesn't normally support political candidates, but there's a lot to lose if you're an L.A. voter. Vote for Rick Caruso, et cetera, et cetera. And he was particularly citing the crime and all of this stuff. Uh, and, oh, that made, oh, made the left very, very, very angry that that happened. Uh, also, this story. Hmm. An owl has twice attacked a Washington woman, and a biologist says it's becoming more common. Like, just for that, owl or owls in general? This one woman said it was like getting punched in the back of the head with someone wearing rings. She said she was walking by, and a white barn owl uh, attacked her, apparently. And she went and got a tetanus shot, etc. The owl apparently tried to attack her a couple of times. Maybe just doesn't like her. I don't know. I mean, you know. Um, but there's apparently the barred owls are aggressive. They say they're highly territorial. I don't think that's what I have in my patio outside. I have an owl. I mean, we have this like very uneasy relationship, but you know, so far we call him Houdini. He seems, he seems pretty cool with me and he keeps the varmints away. So I'm cool with him. So I'm not going to be, we're not going to get into all this owl hate. We're not. So apparently there's going to be a hurricane or at least a tropical storm popping up on election day. Uh, near Florida. This isn't good. It looks like it could make landfall. Uh, maybe they said it's not going to be threatened by it on, on Tuesday, but maybe by the end of the week, they could see a bunch of disorganized showers and thunderstorms. So I don't know if saying landfall is the right, that's the right term to use if it's just a tropical storm. Uh, a blood moon is set to appear on election day. Yeah, very scary. And can booze help you lose weight? One study says it might, and I like this study. Stay with us. More in store. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Shoes are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. 
Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here, heard coast to coast. And of course, you can watch the nationally syndicated radio show and the simulcast via the first Facebook or YouTube. Uh, looking at some of the latest, the Senate particularly. I saw that uh, former President Bill Clinton was out in Nevada for the Democrat out there, which seems like the worst choice you could possibly make. If you were a Democrat and you want to have someone come campaign for you, you're going to bring out that guy. Joining us now on the phone, he is in the final stretch. It is the final 100 yards here. Election Eve, Adam Laxalt, as you know, who is the Republican nominee for Senate in Nevada. He joins us via phone. Adam, always good to talk with you, sir. Thanks so much for joining us. What, how are you feeling today? How are you feeling going into this midterm election, one of the most consequential, knowing that the fate of Senate control could rest on your shoulders? Well, first and foremost, uh, yeah, can you imagine our shock when we hear that Bill Clinton is the closer in yeah. 2022? <laughs> I don't even know that guy was on the campaign trail anymore. I know. Uh, a, a lot of uh, jokes I can't say on the radio going around on the Bill Clinton <laughs> Uh, closer. So very interesting. That's when choice. you know uh, there's some desperation there. When of all the people you bring in, it's him. Yeah, well, and, and she had Barack Obama just a few days before that. And I, you know, I always have to remind people that you know, last time he campaigned in midterms in this state, I won as Attorney General, and he had the worst beating he had ever had. You know, we had ever seen by a president mm-hmm. in midterms, and so and and John Legend. The yeah. notorious uh, defund the policer and Jimmy Kimmel cutting some ad. Uh, so they are desperate. They're throwing everything on the wall here. She spent one hundred and twenty million dollars attacking me, trying to land as many blows as possible. And, you know, what we've seen the last three weeks is my approval went up and I have the only favorable approval rating running in the whole state right now, Golly. because at the end of the day, People thought these attacks were so preposterous, they were so nasty, they were so false, and they were like, wow, you mean the same guy that served in the Navy, served in Iraq, was a great attorney general for his state, supported by law enforcement, father of four little kid. Uh, in the end of the day, their attempt at trying to frame me as these Democrats always try to frame conservatives failed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why we've seen... Four polls in the last week of six, six, five, and four. Uh, the voters have ultimately rejected that messaging, and we feel good had an election day that mm. we're going to win this thing. We were talking with Adam Laxalt out in Nevada, and the fate of the Senate could actually rest on his shoulders. So no pressure, you know, no pressure or anything like that, Adam. And he takes it a great stride. Jeez. You always have a great temperament. You have a good demeanor. <laughs> 
Well, there is a lot on the line. And uh, look, I just find it hard to believe, despite the unlimited money on their side and the unlimited media support, of course, all the support of both big tech and Hollywood, uh, all of that Mm. cannot overcome the deep, deep trouble our country is in right now. And what I've done for the last many months in every room in this state and all across the two weeks of our bus tour is simply one message. Everything you're experiencing right now is because of Democrat policies. And you've laid out solutions. These are are left policies that are destroying our country. They're not someone else's fault. They're not greedy oil executives. They're not, you know, right-wing extremists. It's not Donald Trump. It is is Democrat policies. And as long as they're voting on that, I I think we're in a red tsunami. I think that the voters are going to send that massive referendum message to Joe Biden and people like my senior Senator Mm. Captain Cortez Masto. And that's the first step to taking our country back. From your lips to God's ears. We're talking with Adam Laxalt. And one quick thing, too, you had noted that your Democrat opponent had been campaigning with John Legend. I mean, she's basically, she kind of reminds me of Kathy Hochul a little bit. And she is really old, I mean, has co-signed the whole defund the police, some of the stuff that she has said about law enforcement and the people that are campaigning with her. What they, I mean, she had she called them uh, uh, systemically racist. Uh, she tweeted that there needed a, or she had retweeted people who were calling for a divest, deinvestment from police, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then, of course, we see crime skyrocket. And now Bill Clinton was just the guy she was just campaigning with over the weekend was on video mocking people's concerns over the very real crime rate. And then we have Adam talking with Adam Laxall at Nevada. We have the president of the United States who went out over the weekend saying, oh, yeah, no more drilling. Uh, we're not going to have any more drilling. We're going to shut down all the coal plants. And uh, then he called someone an idiot because they had a socialist sign. So that seems like a great start going into midterms, calling your voters socialists, telling them you're going to increase their energy prices more and making fun of them for being concerned about being mugged, robbed or raped because of the restorative justice crime rate that they've encouraged to spike. Yeah, you know, if only these people had the courage to run on their record, run on their views. I mean, Senator Masto voted for all this stuff and then she's got a hundred million dollars to package herself up and pretend like she hasn't supported this left wing agenda. Uh, it's it's really shameful. And, you know, I, I cannot believe that it hasn't gotten more coverage. But every single human famous person and former president alive is coming into the state, except for Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. Joe Biden is on the uh, witness protection program right now in the state of Nevada, and he is nowhere to be found. And so people understand that in the end of the day, it is Joe Biden and Catherine Cortez Masto that have totally destroyed our state and our country, uh, which is why we feel good. We just need mm. people to get out and vote uh, as long as our voters get out on That's election day. We're point. winning today. And if our people come out in droves like we expect them to, uh, we, we will have a, a massive victory tomorrow night. Uh, two last quick things. We're talking with Adam Laxalt, the Republican Senate candidate out of Nevada. Uh, before we let you go here, we know you're incredibly busy. Uh, voter turnout, uh, this is one of the things that we are watching in these uh, particularly four uh, real battleground states here, these battleground races in yours. Uh, tell me a little bit about, uh, because pollsters and all of that, a lot of the time, a lot of times it's really, it's it's a lot of guesswork and people are still kind of smarting over 2016, so many polls being wrong. 
what are your what are your thoughts about turnout in Nevada? What are you seeing? And and tell people how important because really the turnout is what is going to clinch this. Yeah. So at the end of early vote, this is two weeks of in person voting and all of the mail they have, including ballot harvesting and drop boxes. At the end of all that, they're up by registration just over one percentage point. And so when you think of the fact that Democrats have a registration advantage in the state, combined with the fact that they vote, you know, their their main part where they gain leads is early vote to be down only just over one point is awesome. It's we're, we're in great shape. Uh, we will have more voters on Election Day than they will. Uh, but, it, you know, it's 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 better than that. I mean, if you look at the last handful of polls, poll that had me up. Five. Mm-hmm. That was a D plus one sample. Pulled it up, had me up four was a Democrat plus two yeah. sample. The other poll that had me up six was a Democrat plus four sample. So when you see in most of these national polls that I'm ahead, that's assuming more Democrats are voting than Republicans. Well, with Democrat plus one heading into election day, there will be more Republicans voting in this election than Democrats. So those numbers should move even further in our direction than what you see in the polls. And so we feel good. Again, People have to get out and vote. And we have snow in northern Nevada, and then we have rain in Vegas, and it never rains in Vegas. Wow. Yes. So, um, you know, people freak out. (laughs) There's a drop (laughs) of rain, and people better have their plans and better get out and vote and not be deterred uh, by by something like weather, because this is our, our opportunity to change our state for a generation. I mean, this this is a huge election. And we've got to start taking back our state. And as you pointed out, if I'm the 51st U.S. Senate seat, uh, that is the big step in taking back our country as well. And you're in a better position than some of the others in Pennsylvania or Georgia, a way better position. Last question for you, Adam Laxalt, Republican nominee for Senate out of Nevada, who is so far heading the RCP average. Uh, I know Cook moved it over to uh, moved it from toss up, but had kind of a leans uh, leans Republican on it as well. Voters, one of the things you've been able to do that your opponent hasn't is articulate solutions. Your first, what is the most important issue that you think is going to get your attention first um, if elected uh, going into Washington, D.C. to represent your state? Well, look, I think we've got to force Joe Biden to the table and secure our border. And mm-hmm. I think he's going to be looking for a lifeline after the shellacking. Oh, yeah. uh, we, we, I, I think that we've got to also try to press for reversal on his green policies that are killing American energy independence. I also hope with these gavels that we go on offense and start holding hearings. And that list is long, oh, I'm <laughs> starting here for with it. Dr. Fauci. Um, but we've got a lot of things to get to the bottom of. People want to know why Hunter Biden is still walking scot-free with everything that's going on and his father being the sitting president of the United States. We have to restore faith in our government and one way to do it is with oversight there we go right there adam laxalt we're going to be watching this race and uh we're going to be praying for you as well my friend thank you so much for all you do keep up the fight and uh i i have a feeling we'll have some good news tomorrow thank you so much be safe all right everybody get out and vote let's take back our country there you go thank you dana thank you that's adam laxalt out of nevada uh, you know, he was the uh, AG out in Nevada, and he was right. They, the Barack Obama's coattails were so short, it ended up actually flipping him into office. There, there was such an outpouring uh, Republican voters. And the other thing, he said something very important, 
um, when he was talking about the three things, the border, because Nevada is such a huge issue, uh, and also the green energy, uh, rolling back the green energy and stopping the slow walking of the permit process, uh, reversing a lot of the restrictions and regulations against domestic drilling. That's like no, that's that's a major issue. And, and he is one of the few Republicans that immediately gets right to it and is like, we've got to we got to immediately focus on this. The other thing that he said, I like uh, because a lot of people, when they hear the Hunter Biden stuff, they. I, I think some people and, and maybe some independents are sort of trained by legacy press to think it's conspiracy theory. And I cannot underscore how much it is not, uh, especially when you to dovetail into the first the, the previous issue that Laxalt mentioned with green energy. When you consider that this family ran a firm that part, this is not made up stuff there. This, this is actual like real information. In fact, this is what the FBI is actually investigating per the FBI themselves and per the DOJ. It was actually Bill Barr. Uh, their firm, the Seneca firm, partnered with Beijing. It's co-founded with Beijing and it facilitated Chinese acquisition of the largest cobalt mine in the world. Now, that might sound like some James Bond 30,000 foot stuff, but when you consider what all cobalt's used in and how it is absolutely uh, uh, pivotal, uh, super important to the Biden green agenda and switching to green overall, then it kind of starts falling into place and making some sense. And we absolutely need answers on that because was his whole stunt in the White House just to make money? It doesn't seem like it seems like it was more about that than representing Americans. So these are all great issues. We have more to come. Florida Man is on the way as we wrap up this second hour of programming. And our friends over at Patriot Mobile have been in the fight with you. Maybe you didn't even know it. They've been helping empower parents uh, fight back against their CRT dominated school boards and win and win control of their children's minds and be able to actually implement and, and have a return to real academic uh, priorities. And not only that, but they stand for all of your rights, your Second Amendment rights, your First Amendment rights. And but first and foremost, they're super affordable. It's just a great cell phone service, regardless of whether or not you believe in what they believe or agree with them. They're not going to cancel you. It's the only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And really, I think the most affordable. They have single family and business plans, special discounts for veterans and first responders. And they have a 100 percent U.S. based customer support team. So you're not only maintaining U.S. based jobs, but creating more with your service and their bill their your bill does not go and fund things that you vote against every time you're at the ballot box uh, so you can trust that this is a company that thinks like you works with you and puts some power to your beliefs and money to your beliefs too uh, join the movement make the switch and um, switch today they make it super easy patriotmobile.com slash dana or pick up the phone call 972 patriot use offer code dana and get free activation patriotmobile.com slash dana 972 patriot code dana gets free activation it's his life mission to make bad decisions <laughs> it's time for florida man hmm as I as I read this Florida man story, I'm just going to share this one real quick with uh, if I can find it with Kane. If I maybe I can't keep it, in, I lost my stupid channel uh, because I need other eyes on this besides just mine. Okay, so first up, it's one of those. Uh, a Florida man ran into a flagman, a flagman, flagman working on the roads. Seventy-six-year-old Florida man was arrested. He got impatient, and he was in his Porsche. 
And uh, according to Flager Live, Donald Steinle, 76, had an encounter with a flagman named Isaiah in Palm Coast Thursday. So the road crew was paving. The 76-year-old ignored the instructions and decided he was going to be froggy. And and he decided to, uh, he was yelling that he needed to turn left. He rubbed his engine, pr- lunged forward, struck the guy's legs, pushed him back against the wall. So he's totally in trouble now, as he should be, because stop. Why? What? Just have patience, because now he was arrested, charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon because he used his car and is had to be released on $2,500 bond. So they said that he believed the lunge, they what he said, because he was caught, he, police caught up with him at his house, was that he ran in front, that Isaiah ran up in front of the vehicle and got in front of him. And that's when uh, he said the, the, the car lunged forward during their conversation, but he did not intentionally mean to strike him. I just think this whole situation is bad. Just stop. Just don't have impatience. Just don't be impatient. Hmm. Okay, are we ready for this one? Okay. A 300-pound Florida woman was jailed after a family brawl in Leesburg. Oh, boy. So, Michael Anthony Butcher, 48, had driven 22-year-old Alyssa Butcher to the Lake County Courthouse, and she'd sought an injunction to prevent a woman from stalking her. The judge denied her petition when they arrived back at the home. She began arguing with 45-year-old Jody Butcher and then Michael Butcher regarding the case. This is literally the story. They said that Alyssa, who is in excess of 300 plus pounds, grabbed Jody's right thumb and bent it backwards to the point where it was broken or dislocated. Michael saw the attack on his wife, grabbed her hair, threw her on the floor, which can we just like like put out? I mean, I'm not like glorifying this, but she was a larger woman and he was able to throw her on the floor per the report. That's pretty impressive. Uh, they said uh, then, though, he 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 hit her. Uh, several times in the face and head. They both exchanged blows. Then the the police arrived and everybody was flinging everybody else to the floor by their hair. And uh, Alyssa and Michael were placed under arrest for domestic battery. Their bail set at 500 and 1,000 respectively. Why? Why even do this? Just, it didn't have to be this way. I'm just saying, it didn't have to be this way. Uh, let's see. A, uh, oh goodness. I've got a couple of here. Uh, this had to do with the, uh, this is a, from the villages. The uh, deputies are reportedly keeping an eye on a fearful neighborhood in the villages because a Florida man went on a rampage. Uh, so what ended up happening, he's got this guy named Brian Kissinger has his neighborhood Ashley Villas on edge. There was these bizarre incidents where he was arrested after he set fire to a box containing trash. They put it out with the neighbor's garden hose. Uh, the neighbor, the roadway outside of the neighbor's house was spray painted. Then that was cleared up and, uh, he's been arrested twice and he's been in contact with the police like six times in the past several months. So they're watching this neighborhood in the villages cause this guy keeps getting, he keeps messing around. What is going on? Is it the humidity? I don't know. Stay with us. We got our third hour on the way folks. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan joins me to explain what he will focus on as Judiciary Committee Chairman. If Republicans win back the House in the midterms, I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Jordan also slams the aggressively political actions of the Justice Department and FBI. I'll also react to Elon Musk officially taking over at Twitter. Don't miss it. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What I would say is elections are a choice, right? They're a choice. And so what the president has done has gone out and made the case that what Republicans have put forward is a vision that will uh, provide tax breaks to the wealthiest corporations. It will make prescription drug costs go up again. 
It will take away your right to privacy, your right to choose. Okay, that's not, uh, not And it will true. reverse the progress that we've made on things like meaningful gun reform legislation, which the president was Nobody able to cares. work with Keep Congress talking about things that done. people aren't prioritizing. So there's Kate a very Bainfield. clear that's choice great. here, a very stark choice. The president's been out making the case. And what we see is that Americans have a choice between taking the, continuing to take the country forward or taking the country backward. Oh, look at that. We're taking it backward. That's so great. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was one of the White House advisors, Kate Bedingfield there, uh, White House spokesperson. She used to be in media. I'd love for it to go backwards. A little like bit back to lower to, taxes yeah. and, and a greater uh, greater stability foreign policy wise and lower energy prices. And we were the next at net exports uh, exporters of uh, yep. oil and gas. I Better mean, woo! Yeah. going back to that. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the program. Dana last year with you, your lovable curmudgeon. Yeah, I um. Mm. That's uh, if that's what they if, why does that I don't know why that scares them because their own voters are really their own voters want to go want to go back to that. Apparently, I love I wanted to play this audio soundbite 18. See, that's what Democrats are saying. But this is when you talk to voters. This is a voter from Georgia. Listen to what this guy had to say when he was asked about it. President Obama was famous for saying never underestimate Biden's ability to F things up. He's effed everything up since he's taken office, at least, at least to me, at least to me, he's at the from the moment he shut down the Keystone Pipeline to and all those executive orders that he signed till now. I can't think of anything that he's done that I would agree with. Well, and I, I don't know if there are a lot. There's a reason why a lot of uh, uh, I mean, you're seeing a lot of people say this, a lot of a lot of Democrats saying this. Look, I'm going to tell you, because I, I hear the most about, you know, all of the poll. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows. They just, it's like their best guesstimate. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you and act like I got a, you know, a crystal ball here. They don't actually know. They just, they, we have an idea on some of, we got an idea on some of the behavior. Some of the people who are a little bit more seasoned have been watching this now Hillary Rosen who I have fought with and I do not like at all and I think the only reason that she is saying this is to try to have some clout after the ashes stop smoking but listen to this audio this is a uh, audio soundbite 15,000 yeah I mean I I think as, Mark speaking is as right. a Democrat um, I'm, a, I'm a loyal Democrat but I am not happy I just think that we are you know we did not listen to voters in this election and I think we're gonna have a bad night and, you know, this conversation is not going to have much impact on Tuesday, but I hope it has an impact going forward, because when voters tell you over and over and over again that they care mostly about the economy, listen to them. Stop talking about democracy being at stake. Democracy is at stake because people are fighting so much about what elections mean. I mean, voters have told us what they wanted to hear, and I don't think Democrats have really delivered uh, I, this cycle. I, you know, she's not the only one who said that. Carvel has said this. A lot of people have said this. You know, I don't want to see a super far left Democrat Party that doesn't know how to reach out to the left leaning people in in the country, because I think that it gives a reason for other people to be a little bit more lackadaisical regarding their convictions. I think it allows more Mitt Romney's and Susan Collins's on the right in some instances. I think in other instances, it maybe pushes people too much to to become makes them become too tribal. You want to have healthy political parties 
And that's just how we operate. That's how we strategize. That's how our founders have the country set up to run this in our republic. And you and you so you you have these parties that strategize. But you know, for the people who are ideological and it seems like a lot of people there, there's a greater there's greater evidence of voters being more ideological than political. I don't really think they at this point, they care what's behind your name. What are you what are you what solutions do you have? And here's the problem with not talking about solutions as Democrats have done. Democrats have been going out there campaigning like 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 politically, not ideologically necessarily, which is why they don't allow for any differences of belief. There's no nuance, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and so that people can't identify with that. All the Democrats are saying the same thing. If you go, if you err and go off message, then they slam you like with Manchin or Cinema or somebody else. There's no room for disagreement. That's way political. People are more ideological. They're not hearing these solutions. I said this back. I said this in 2020, and I even said it in 2016, because Democrats, this is three elections now, four actually, where Democrats have not necessarily learned. They kind of sort of got it in 2018 a little bit, but then for whatever reason, I guess they thought, well, they had a little bit of a victory, so they can go back to you know the way things were. I don't know, but they the last two elections, at least in a row, Democrats have not paid attention to what people are talking about. That's one of the reasons why you had the Senate, which was so divided. And I mean, it was 50-50. And, you know, it's, it's, it's so, um, it's, it's problematic for people who are just worried about how much they're paying to heat their homes and what their grocery bills are going to be, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They're just, it's problematic for those people. And they're, you know, like I said, in 2016, I was saying, you're talking about pronouns in 2020 even, and this election too. You're sitting here talking about pronouns and all these other things. But you're not talking about what you're doing to help to remedy the issue of the high cost of gas. People are having to choose between food and energy. You're not giving any solution to that. They're just talking about all this other stuff. And then with the democracy is under attack, all this, nobody believes that. We're, it's just so weird and dumb to say that right before a democratic process in the republic, which is casting the vote. Stop. It's just odd. These messages are, they're, they're, these messages are wrong. Democrats haven't learned it. And I don't think that they will learn. In New York, I just think of this in New York. Kathy Hochul was celebrated she was celebrated in new york let me look at this real quick because i was looking some of the this is where an area where i actually haven't been watching a ton of the polling but um she was really i mean she was really really celebrated when she took uh when she took office and it was right after andrew cuomo you know it was she had it in the bag nothing to worry about Everybody, I mean, they're not, they don't even really, they didn't even really poll. They were just sort of, it was just sort of a given. And then she had a disastrous debate with Lee Zeldin on top of a lot of the other policies that she had where she didn't really care about the issues that voters were telling her they prioritized. You had this disastrous interview. This is Audio Soundbite 14. This was on MSNBC where she was confronted about the crime issue. Listen. No governor has spent more money than I have on public safety in history. Okay, but I'm going to interrupt you then. Here's the problem. We don't feel safe. You might be working closely with Mayor Adams. You may have spent a whole lot of money, but 
I walk into my pharmacy and everything is on lockdown because of shoplifters. I'm not going in the subway. People don't feel safe in this town. So you may have done these things, but right now we're not feeling good. We're worried we could be San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why well, I've done everything possible. This is the message that Democrats are going out there with. Democracy's under attack because you're not voting for us. Not democracy not not we're doing badly in the polls because we failed to listen to what your needs were and we failed to address those those concerns we failed to provide for those concerns via legislation we failed to do any of that and apparently she just has there's another soundbite here i just saw that flew past uh where she said it was absurd all of the oh boy she she actually took oh boy this is bad uh, I'm gonna dro- I'm gonna drop this in Slack. This is just why does she keep doing this? Here, play this real quick. So this is from Carrie Pickett. It says Hochul says it's absurd to say her campaign has taken a mocking tone towards voters' fears about crime in her city, but she has. She gets really aggravated. We have the audio of her actually mocking them. This is her trying to defend it. But governor, 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 governor are you saying basically that residents in this city don't have pure? Fear of going into that subway, and are, and has this campaign not been taking actually a mocking tone of the crime in this city? Are you saying that people in this city are not scared? That's an absurd assessment. That's absolutely absurd. We have been in the subway. I stood there with Mayor Adams just a few days ago, talking about an intelligence. So it's absurd plan. to have those concerns. Not just to scare people to say that's over here. You can scare people, but I'm working on a real solution. The solution is the state for the first time ever is deploying. So she says, you heard her, she says it's absurd to have these concerns. It's absurd. These are real concerns that people have. This is what I'm talking about. It's not just her. But I find her issue so fascinating because this is New York. Republicans don't even really do anything in New York because it's New York. And here she is mocking people and then still saying, It's absurd to feel, it's absurd. Were you scared about going into the subway? I don't know. Have you seen some of the stories where it's like almost every week somebody's getting shoved on subway tracks or stabbed or hit or somebody's playing the knockout game or something? I mean, these, we've had them. We've had them in our quick five segments. I know exactly. I can look back and I can tell you all throughout the past year, two years, three years. This is not the way that you attract people. And so for Democrats to say, that well democracy is under attack it's almost like they're blaming you for not voting for them instead of taking accountability of not providing you with solutions the fault will never ever be the part this party they will never ever take that kind of accountability they will never ever look at themselves and say this was wrong maybe we shouldn't have made fun of you about crime this was wrong Maybe we shouldn't have lied and gaslit you that uh, women were going to die in the streets when states were allowed to determine uh, abortion as birth control instead of the federal government. It was wrong of us to sit here and say we're going to shut down your coal plants and that we're going to stop drilling while you're looking at paying an astronomical amount every single time you go fill up your tank. And you can't afford to go out and buy an electric vehicle right now, which you couldn't even get one if you tried immediately anyway because of the chip shortage and everything else. And we're sorry that we really downplayed that and made it the soundbite of waiting for your treadmill that uh, Jen Psaki did a year ago. See, obviously, as we can see, it's much more than that. 
But they won't ever do that. They have uh, Bill Clinton, who's in south of Texas today, campaigning against uh, the a number of Republican candidates, including uh, two of the three Latinas running for Congress. Oh, he's down there. Uh, Good heavens. Is that really going to... Bill Clinton and Seth and Southern... Really? That guy? Hide your daughters and hide your wives, man. I'm just saying. Really? Slick Willie? hot sauce for his wife's purse. Yeah, she's going to get some hot sauce for her bag. Oh, for the love. Somebody apparently asked him about Epstein, and it didn't go over well. Oh, yeah. For real. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Well, this actually has to be said, but the National Park Service is once again begging people to stop licking the toads, please. They said they put out a PSA. They said, please stop licking toads in the wild to get high. I apparently so. Let me. Okay, so they said that it's a their gland. Certain toads will secrete a psychedelic substance. It's 5-MeO-DMT. I don't even know what that is, but they said they have parotoid glands it's a a potent toxin it can make you sick if you have like too much or handle it too much or something like that and they said that as with most things please refrain from licking i cannot even believe that they have to say this (laughs) man you know was it really the millennials with the tide pods because i have a feeling it's probably you know i don't know this is just too funny. Uh, let's see. This also, Holiday Grinch, KPAX, Channel 8 in Missoula. An unidentified Holiday Grinch stole Missoula's Toys for Tots donations. Oh, drag them. Find them and drag them. It wasn't, they said it was like 50 storage union uh, units that were broken into. And they said, oh my gosh, there's all kinds of stuff. They had the Toys for Tots coordinator say that they went to the storage locker to check on their toy supply. And they found it had been broken into. And the toys are apparently, they're gone. I mean, what, if you're breaking into a storage facility and you see that it's full of toys, it's probably, you know, like, don't, don't be a jerk. But they decided they were, they, they made that choice. They chose violence. So uh, apparently some people are selling their plasma to make money because with the cost of gas, groceries, electricity and rent, with everything soaring to a 40 year high under Biden, now people are selling blood. A lot of people apparently have gone to actually like selling their blood to help make ends meet. Let's go, Brandon. There you go. That's so. Uh, Los Angeles, their coronavirus cases apparently are increasing. I don't care. And a, a small meteor, it wasn't the meteor of death, but it was a small meteor hit a guy's rural California home and it did take out one of his dogs, which oh. makes me hate that meteor. And it destroyed his property. One in a trillion. Stay with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. And I do not believe it's because of a deep well of enthusiasm for my opponent. We know that black voters are often discounted. And unfortunately, this year, black men have been a very targeted population for misinformation, not misinformation about what they want, but about why they want what they deserve. Wow. No. So so Stacey Abrams argument is that the reason that that no one is that no one's supporting her is because, well, it's their problem, not her problem. Oh, wow. Wow. That always works. Yeah, that's like, what a great message. Great get out the vote message. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Uh, And that, I just think all of that 
is so I think that's incredibly sad and unhelpful and not true. Early voting is is apparently crazy right now in uh, Georgia. It's they're 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 having a, a great early voting turnout. Why? So why, I'm just trying to figure out why is she specifically? Well, it's because uh, uh, black men aren't supporting me. It's never her problem. It's always everybody else's issue, but never hers. Well, that's the type of person you want in office. <laughs> Good grief. Not not I. I, I apparently not any of their voters either. Uh, so as I said, welcome back. There's a, a number of things I still want to make sure that we're that we're hitting on. Uh, we have some of the latest polls, all this stuff. You know, we, I, I think we're there was one let me pull this up. This was in uh, Indiana, uh, an Indiana election official reportedly he reportedly ejected a democrat poll worker over allegations and this comes by way there's fox and then there's local indiana uh come they said that it was over allegations that he had pressured poll workers against voting for certain candidates and pre-selected candidates on a voting machine last week it was in carmel indiana under the hamilton county election office and apparently the Beth Scheller, who was the Hamilton County election administrator, declined to confirm the poll worker's identity, but had a detailed report from the inspector at the polling location. The poll worker was identified by the Chalkboard Review Executive Director as James Zeng. And he is reportedly being investigated, and Scheller says she hopes to see him prosecuted. Always things to look out for at polling places. I, I know people get super uh, argumentative over appearances of electioneering as well. And one of the other things to note, is, in addition to this, all of the states that had very strict lockdown policies in place, uh, Nevada, New York, Wisconsin, Michigan, their, their state lawmakers, particularly their pro-lockdown Democrat ones, are really, really facing a lot of electoral headwind. And these are an inflation economy and also in particularly some of these states that had the strictest lockdowns, those, the lockdown issues are still, those are some of the top issues. Mm-mm-mm. Democrats are, are in a lot of trouble. And here's another story from CNN. Fact check. Biden's midterms message includes false and misleading claims yeah. on Social Security, uh, corporate taxes, debt and deficit, the unemployment rate. Oh, boy. Now, again, don't get excited. I know you want to because you're so because it's shocking. You're so used to media protecting these individuals but you have to realize that in a way they still are they're they're just protecting the next democrat up and comer that's what this is about they're not looking at they're 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 going to run biden out i've been telling you this that's why i'm already starting to see more of these tony bobolinsky pieces have you been seeing these and not just by the usual people who write them it's kind of interesting they're really going after setting up some hunter biden stuff like, for instance, there's one piece, Daily Mail had noted this one, and there's a couple of other ones elsewhere, uh, how 
Uh, Joe was centered on the returns in the family coffers. A whistleblower claimed that Hunter and then VP Biden were part of a group, a group call to discuss online gambling venture in Latin America with the president talking like he was chairman of the board. Well, that's uh, all this stuff is going to start coming out. There's going to be more and more of it. I don't doubt that they had all kinds of shady financial dealings, merching out the vice president and probably even as president. I don't doubt it at all. There's there's the only you'll see that the only interference from the press to run a different narrative is on the Democrat Party as a whole. No one's, they're not out there doing it. Because after midterms, I think the message is clear. They're done with Biden. So this, uh, and they've been laying, let me pull, I, gosh, I have so many links on this. Do I want to get through all, do I want to open all these links up? I don't know. Because there's a bunch of uh, stories from New York Times, NBC, Bloomberg, more that are getting into whether or not the midterms are stolen. And I'm looking at some of these now. Yeah, I don't, um, this Politico one, I'm going to, my mail froze, my, uh, all my stuff froze, so I don't even know if I'm going to be able to open it right now. Uh, but uh, bottom line is, I think that's something to be expected. I just don't, I think that there's going to be real instances of, of stuff happening uh, where, you might have like a couple of one-offs here and there, but I don't think it's going to be like this stuff because they, I, I just don't know how they can make this make this case when for so long they were accusing the Republicans or they, they I just it doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make sense. I can't get this. So I hate this. I hate all this tech stuff. All right, I'm going to move on here. I have a little bit of a technical difficulty. I can't open it because Gmail hates me. Yeah, I say I had saved this and my other stuff rose. All right. So a couple of other things I want to make sure that we hit as we roll into as we're rolling here into uh, midterms. I'm curious as to how many people already voted. That's another thing in Texas. I don't think that people have to worry about it as much as they do for early voting in other states. I like to vote on Election Day when I uh, but there are some instances, especially when you work in broadcasting, sometimes you can't. Especially when you're running around and doesn't, or when you're volunteering heavily. I know a lot of volunteers that do early voting. But in Texas, it's a little bit different than in like Illinois. Because you have to show your ID and you got poll workers right there that like watch you. They got your, their eye on you. So it's a lot different in states where they don't require those things to make sure that the vote being cast is the vote that people are saying that, the, that what you claim it to be. And there's uh, there's not really a lot of good data because typically what is it some of the early voting tends to work better it tends to those numbers usually tend to be more democrat more left-leaning than day of I, i i for some reason i don't know why uh but those they tend to be more left leaning whereas day of but I'm so that's why it's there's there's different headlines. I have some competing headlines as to who early vote, who early voting is favoring in what area. But really, ultimately, whether it's 538 or whether it's I mean, there's really you have to uh, really understand that a lot of this is going to be guesstimation for polls. 
and I say this over and over again because I don't want people to look at, at uh, the late surge for some of these Republican candidates in some of these states and feel like, oh, well, I think it's secure. It's, you know, what, you know, it's not going to make a big difference if I go out or not. Like what Adam Laxalt, when he was on with us last hour, was saying, it's going to be raining. It's raining in Nevada. It's going to be raining tomorrow. He doesn't want people deterred by rain. And if you think that they aren't, it, they actually are. I mean, in places where it doesn't rain a lot, it's a big deal. Uh, but it's, it's people actually absolutely can be deterred by that. And when you look at the difference in uh, the uh, measure of support for these candidates with these polls, I mean, for him, I think the RCP average was 2.8, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, when it's very, very close like this, when it's very close in states like Georgia and in Pennsylvania and elsewhere uh, in Arizona, you you don't want any excuses to knock it out. So don't think for one second that, that they've got it in the back because they do not. They do not. Now, uh, switching gears here, Kane, you did have some audio of some of the press conference, press avail, the White oh, House press avail came, today. You were mad and you were over there yelling. Well, not yelling. You were mumbling and kind of cussing under your yeah, breath. I was a little grumpy. Yeah, you're a little grumpy with this. Go ahead and play because this, this, I feel like they're kind of in this. They're flailing at this point. It took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient. Hmm. I'm telling you, it just kind of sounds like... Sounds like... They're just trying to, they're, and they have the help of some of the media. They're just trying to set the expectation. They're going to do bad. And it's, and it's because they were robbed. It's not because people didn't want to vote for them. I don't think anybody's, I really don't think a lot of people are going to believe that. I don't think that either. They, everybody's been talking about the disinformation. So for instance, this is a story that pub, that, that uh, uh, came out today. Just a little bit ago, like an hour or so ago from New York Times. Russia reactivates its trolls and bots ahead of Tuesday's midterms. Yeah, okay. Okay. Actual headline. Mm-hmm. Said researchers have identified a series of Russian information operations to influ influence American elections and maybe erode support for Ukraine. That's how they're putting it out there. Not even making this up. These are actual, these are their actual stories that they're putting out there. Uh, I have more. I have a couple from, uh, like you had Rob Reiner, who said that the GOP is willing to literally kill to get power. This could be our last election. Does anybody actually care what Meathead says? No. This is this is like the irresponsible hyperbole. You had uh, you have Bloomberg. Twitter cuts spur concerns about U.S. midterms and human rights. Elon Musk slashed, what do they say, slashed more than half of the workers days before the election. And, and then he came out and said, Musk said that he was, you know, he was going to, he supported Republicans going into midterms and everybody's going even crazier over it. Yeah. Oh, there's more. There's so many of these headlines. This is like what's trending. Oh, these are the security threats to watch for an election day. I mean, NBC, Politico, uh, New York Times, CBS. Oh, um, 
Yeah, there's it's just <sighs> this is so irresponsible. I had a piece too because there were uh, some conservatives who were pushing back on this, and there was one I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, it, I may pull this up. Apologies here because there's I'm having so many technical difficulties right now with this thing. Uh, but there was one there was one reporter who was saying that uh, people should this is why you can only believe things from credentialed reporters. You should only believe information from uh, credentialed reporters. And it was this like left leaning. It was this left leaning reporter who was saying this. Uh, and thankfully, he was put in his place. But I thought what, what credentialed journalists, credentialed reporters, really? It's all about trying to control the narrative. That's what it's about. It's all about just simply about. And, and when you consider that it was those credentialed journalists who were feeding the misinformation loop about Pelosi, for instance, in the New York Times and how it was the credentialed journalists that were the ones that were shopping and pushing the Mo Russia stuff and the uh, whole situation, for instance, with John Jr. and meeting with that, what's her face, Vedelinskaya lady or whatever, uh, when they were the ones who, oh, it was Trump who tried to take the wheel of the, the beast. Remember that whole story from, quote unquote, credentialed journalists? Oh, yeah. But yet you're only supposed to trust those people regarding midterms. Hmm. I no, not even. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays noon to three PM Eastern Time. I was in Massachusetts about a month ago on the site of the largest old coal plant in America. Guess what? It costs them too much money. They can't count. No one's building new coal plants because they can't rely on it. Even if they have all the coal guaranteed for the rest no. of the world. No, no, no. It's not because they can't rely on it. They're not building coal plants and investing billions of dollars into building coal plants because you said you were going to kill the industry. You said you were going to shut down coal plants. You said you were going to stop drilling. You and your party wouldn't, wouldn't add anything to either creating more refineries, expanding refineries, anything. And he's going to act like it's because they can't rely on it. It was just legit two weeks ago that this administration, as per Corinne Jean-Pierre during a White House press avail, was saying that they had asked these two co- these two uh, companies to reopen. What is it? Uh, some of the uh, they had two refineries that they wanted to reopen and they were hoping that they would. But they wouldn't pick for the same reason because he said that he's going to kill the industry. Why in the world would people invest the, the amount of money that it costs to run that when he's telling everyone he's destroying the market by saying, well, we're going to shut all this down. You've got to be kidding me. What a joke. Absolute joke. <sighs> that stuff makes me mad because he's lying. Our energy is through the roof it's actually a national security issue to where it's destabilizing security not just here but elsewhere and this guy's lying about it why so he can make some bank off it with him and his goofy buck son that you know oh who i'm gonna go out here and snort a crack rock off a hooker's backside and work with uh, beijing to help facilitate the acquisition of the largest cobalt plant in the world and i just have nothing nice to say i need a I'm not having anything nice to say. It's probably a good thing we're here today and stupidity can't go on. Yeah, and I'll finish mm-hmm. what he was saying mm-hmm. there. Uh, go ahead. Just so you can, you know, because it is stupid. Coal fire. Oh, my gosh, I can't. 
we're going to be shutting these plants down all across America. Oh, okay. So if that's the case, why would Corinne Jean-Pierre say things like this? Or do it, did it on TV, but I spoke to, to this over the weekend. That's the president's right. words, we believe, were twisted. Now, I'll be on Jesse Waters' program, 6 p.m. Central Hour this evening. Find me on Substack, Chapter and Verse, and elsewhere. Back with you for Election Day tomorrow.